Well, I think it's good that we have clarity now from the courts because many um, groupings have been calling for the end of the publishing of the results in this way. The court didn't um, give detailed reasons. It's still going to provide those. But what the court is clear about um, is that there can't be any publishing of a learner's name. It must just be their ID number. Now, in your expert opinion, does it have a negative or a positive impact on the learners if it is published? Well, the arguments presented were ones about convenience and speedy access. The particular litigant um, was a person who said there were two factors that she wanted to bring to the attention of the courts. The first was that they had moved 1,000 kilometers away from where the child went to school. She could not easily be at school on the day of the results to receive her results physically. And secondly, she was waiting to go, prepared to go to university, and if she didn't get the results quickly, it would inconvenience her. So those were the arguments for that particular litigant. It was immediate access, and it was the urgency of getting the results. What the DBE put into place is an online system where you can register uh, using both your exam number and your ID number. So learners with um, access to IT would have been able to get, uh, and are still able to get their results in that way. Uh-huh. Let's now get to the numbers. There's a slight increase in the IEB pass rate this year from last year to 98.39%. Uh, what do you make of this number? Well, it's what we know that the private schools tend to have a certain section of the population attending them, and the research internationally shows that that same group of learners with greater access to support from home, from greater access to resources, would do just as well in the public schools. And if you took the same um, socioeconomic grouping in the National Senior Certificate Results, you would get the same outcome. So congratulations to all of them, no doubt about that. But this is a particular grouping, um, socioeconomic class within our society. Hmm. Now, the private schools registered over 12,000 matriculants in 2021. Have they seen perhaps an impact in the number of enrolled matriculants since the beginning of the pandemic? I don't think so, Um Elvis, I haven't checked that, but I will. But I don't think that they've seen a greater enrollment. That would be a very good question to put to Isasa. Mm -hmm. We can ask them. Now, this is the second year that Matrix have written their final high school exam in the midst of a COVID-19 pandemic. What should schools, doctor, be focusing on uh, in order to build on the 2021 figures? A professor, rather. I said doctor. (laughs) Mm -hmm. No, no, you just call me Mary. I'm much happier with that. Um, So the first thing is people mustn't underestimate the huge effect of the loss of all of this time. I think that unless you have a child in school yourself, it's easy to forget that in 2020, all learners lost a huge amount of time and many learners lost more than half of the year. 
And of course, in 2021, we had alternating attendance, which meant that you lost another half of the year. Now, to lose that amount of time is not only very negative in terms of possibilities of learning, but the whole social being at school. I'm one of those people that's hoping that we'll return to full schooling this year with every learner attending every day because the impacts on learning from small children who were just beginning to learn to read and write all the way through to the class of 22 who lost a huge amount in 2020, who lost a huge amount in 2021, that group is going to need a huge support this year from home and from school. So now we heard from the uh, from the private schools, uh, the expectations uh, from the public schools and their matric results this year? You Would, would you like me to? Yes. No, <laughs> I won't. I never, I never um, like to guess a figure, and I'll tell you why. is because I think that this focus that we have on a figure like 82% or 83% distracts from what we should be looking at at education. It makes it too simple. We say we've got a 83% and 84% and 86% pass rate. When that doesn't tell us what we need to know, we need to know how learners are doing across the socioeconomic quintiles. We need to know how they're doing in different provinces. We need to know how many learners have dropped out. And somehow to shorthand it to a pass rate for the country oversimplifies it and doesn't get citizens thinking mm-hmm. about what needs to happen in education.